0: You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. Hey guys, it's Bill from Known Legacy. So glad you joined us today. Um, you know, we got some, Some Travis isn't here, uh, so you're just gonna hear my voice and two other lovely voices. Actually, one is way more lovely than the other. <laughs> like, that's too true already. Like, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brian and Alyssa Fields. Uh, they, these guys are amazing people. They've got an amazing story. Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks awesome. for having us. We're so excited to do this. Um, I can already, I already love, you know, before we started, I could already hear Brian's heart about his passion for men and for and for families. And, and alyssa's passion for that, so you guys are gonna love this one you know we're doing a little Valentine's love series, you know what is love? love baby don't hurt me don't <laughs> hurt me. <laughs> what is love what is love? so we're so we're having a little fun here today, but I want to hear your guys' story because you guys have a an mm-hmm. actually a really an incredible story uh so once you start a little bit just share a little bit about about you guys tell, uh, about your story
1: sure that's a well, I don't know where you wanna start, but um so kind of like we were talking about before um you know, Alyssa and I have been married for 14 years and happily married for three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, Wait,
0: okay, okay. Okay. Hopefully everyone got that. Okay. Go for Yeah.
1: It. So, uh, we've struggled a lot in our marriage. Um, and it's mainly because, um, I was just kind of going through the motions of trying to appease Alyssa with going to church. And, mm. um, we even kind of led, you know, small groups. And, um, I've, I felt like I was just a huge hypocrite. Hmm. Um just living a life that was very selfish. Um and yeah, just went down a path that was not good. The enemy kind of isolated me. Uh took every you know, I didn't have I don't I didn't have any friends. Mm-hmm. Um I was, you know, just going through the motions every single day. Mm. Um so I guess it was 3 years ago. Um, we were at a point where um, I, I thought Alyssa was about to divorce me. And yeah. I was
2: waiting for you to have an affair. Yeah. Because oh, he was wow. big into CrossFit. And so he was, he had women at the gym. Um, I mean, there's women everywhere. And um, he worked out all the time. And he really wanted us to be Ken and Barbie. He couldn't understand why I couldn't get in the gym and look the way he thought I should look and honestly at that point I was so miserable that I found so much comfort in food that I had gained 60 pounds and I was just I was just miserable and mm. so his him pushing to try and make me get healthier and look better just drove me the other direction
0: What were the Okay so really quick cuz you you said something that's really good, like what were the things that he did he physically say hey I want you to look differently or was it an action? Because I know there might be a lot of ladies listening that are like, maybe, like, so, so explain that a little bit.
2: So he would do it as a way to be like, this would help you feel better. And he knew that his intention was f- for self, like the, the self um, gratification. And he only cared what other people thought. Mm. He cared what mm. everyone else thought. He didn't care what I thought. So I could easily tell his heart on that that he was very, very vain, um and he just wanted to look he wanted us to look perfect
0: mm.
1: not only physically, but I wanted people to think that we had a perfect marriage, mm, a okay. perfect family, and I didn't care what what her thoughts were behind closed doors. I just perception was so important to me,
0: yeah so i but, I, but I, I'm thankful for I'm sh- thank thank you that you shared that because I think a lot of it comes down to well I never said that to you. That's where the arguments come from. Well, I never said that to you, but I implied it. And so guys listening, just that idea of of know why you're doing what you're doing, those actions speak way louder than words kind mm-hmm. of thing. Is that kind of what it felt like?
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the motives behind it. Like you yeah. now I'm trying to lose the weight and his motive is so different. He says, I love you and I want you to see yourself the way I see you, so I'm perfect to him just the way I am. He doesn't expect me to change, and that's what I, I mean, that's the difference, is before he absolutely wanted me to change, and now he's like, I love you right where you are.
0: Oh, man, like man of the year over here. That's incredible.
1: But, you know, Alyssa says that I wanted her to look a certain way, and she, on on the other hand, you know, from her dad, had He's a godly man, just mm-hmm. solid. Yeah. And he, and she had this bar set for me of what she wanted me to be as a spiritual leader, and which she should. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's what we're called to be as spiritual leaders in our family. And I just felt I had so much self-hate towards myself because I mm-hmm. felt like I could never reach that. You know, I, I her whole family has just this heart and desire, passion for God. And I was like, why don't I have that? Yeah. And then I thought, man, I'm just, I'm never going to get to there. So why should I even try? Yeah. But that was kind of my mentality. Kind of
0: gave up. Yep. Almost like, was it intimidating almost like, or was it just like almost sick of it? Cause everyone's perfect around me, but me kind of thing. Yeah.
1: It's like, what's wrong with me? Okay. And so she would, you know, like I would try to push her to go to the gym. She mm-hmm. would try to push me into men's Bible studies. She would always ask me, have you? have you read your Bible lately? Are you reading your Bible? You know, she would push mm-hmm. me. And so that would really push me away. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it was. It,
0: so, so it's cause I, you know, in the beginning you mentioned, you kind of just were at church, just yeah. doing life. What was your church progression like, like before? Like, I mean, were, were you growing up? Did you grow up in a, in a Christian home or not? Or
1: I, well, I went to church all the okay. time. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't want to, say anything negatively towards my parents because they, 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 they they brought, brought us up as, as well as they thought, thought they, they could. And so there's, they instilled a lot of good things in me. Um, and you know, we were in church every time the doors were open. So Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, um, it was not, there was no question we were going to be there. Yeah. And so, um, for me, since there was no excuses when I got, when I graduated and left, I was like, I'm done. I don't have to go to church anymore. Yeah. And so, um, the church that I grew up in, there was a lot there, it wasn't, there were, there was not a lot of grace. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of rules. Okay. And so, um, I think that's where I struggled too, is, is I always had, you know, had that self doubt, like I'm never going to live up to what I should, you know? Yeah. And I'm not going to meet these rules, so why even try?
0: Yeah. So you kind of stepped away from church for a while? Yeah.
1: So when I went to college, nothing. Just, I mean, yeah. and then I moved to St. Louis after I graduated college, nothing. Hmm. And so I came back to Midland after St. Louis, um, and I kind of went to church every once in a while, but n- nothing really. And then I met Alyssa.
2: Well, failed marriage before that.
1: Yeah. I was, ma- I was married in college okay. my senior year moved off to St. Louis and then got a divorce and then came back to Midland after that. So
0: uh-huh. yeah, so that's a lot of baggage in itself. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of hurt. And yeah. Okay. So you're kind of walking in that and then, then you met Alyssa and then when did you guys start? I mean, did you guys get married and say, let's immediately go to church or was it, did some, was mm-hmm, that let, all her?
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll let Alyssa talk. Go about for it. it.
2: <laughs> Jeez. Um, so when we met, um, it was just a funny, we were set up on a blind date um, and I met him and I was like, oh, he's really cute. But we ended up sitting down and just putting it all out there because I was over men. I was tired of the games. Mm-hmm. I was 24 years old and um, I, I was born and raised in Midland. So I thought I know every man in this town or I know of every man in this town and I'm just done. And so I met Brian, and we sat down, and he said, this is my background, this is everything, and I'm an only child. And so I have this, and I don't know if that's just an only child thing, but I was like, mm, the bar is, like, way up here, and you have <laughs> a lot of baggage, and I'm not interested. And so um, he has not evidently never heard that before from a girl. Like, <laughs> game on game right Game on. Now. Yeah. So he, does, uh, he chased me, and I don't know, that's a, that would be a good question for him, but, like, I don't know if he was just... Um, I think that I was different and so he was drawn to that. but I I really pressed him why, like for both of us, why do we believe what we believe? Is it because mm. we were taught that in church or is it because we've read that for ourselves? So together we would read the Bible and we would grow we grew together very quickly. Um, having said that, we actually met and married in nine months. So we, wow. yeah, we got married really fast.
0: When you know you know, well, yeah. well, hopefully, you when you yeah. yeah, you think
2: <laughs> that's yeah, very
0: exactly. deceptive. Ergo the the story. So, yeah,
1: I think the thing that drew me to Alyssa was she was so different from any other girl I'd ever been with, mm-hmm. you know, and after my divorce, I, I dated a lot. Um, nothing serious, just. And so when I met Alyssa, I was like, man, that's someone I could actually bring home to mom and dad. Yeah. And, and, and she was just a, a I could tell by her heart, she was just a great woman. Mm hmm. And so that's why I chased her.
0: Nice. And so, so, so you guys got together, started going to church kind of by.
2: Yeah. So he, uh, we grew up different denominations. And so when we started talking about church, we kind of hit a happy medium where my church was like too concerty, light strobes, like not interested. And then um, his was just a little too um, legalistic. And so we just kind of met in the middle and found a church that we both agreed yeah. on. And then, so we did that for a year. And then um, after we got married, and then we, um, and then we ended up where we are now, 13 years later. So, wow.
0: Yeah. And so in the midst of that, so d- would you say you kind of walked into church skeptical or like, I mean, were you kind of just put it like a facade at that point? Because you said you were kind of a guy that was just didn't really, I wouldn't say believe it. I don't want to put words in your mouth, for kind of like skeptical. Was that a good word? Or how would you define that when you first walked in?
1: I just, I didn't really go with a purpose. I just went to make Alyssa happy.
0: Check
2: the box. Yeah.
1: Because, I mean, really, the the way that I grew up is like you go to church and you listen to what's said there and then you just go about your life. There's no there was no studying the Bible. There was mm. no um, there was to me, there was just no relationship there. You're
0: really compartmentalized in life just yeah. as you do Sundays. Yeah.
1: And so um, I didn't I never studied the Bible. So when Alyssa came on. When, when I met Alyssa and she wanted to sit down and kind of talk about what we believed, I couldn't justify anything. It was just basically what I learned growing up, mm. and so I, there was no personal relationship there, mm. um, so it was just dead.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So he says he was. I'm surprised you haven't said it yet. He said he was a poser. Yeah. For many years.
1: Well, like I said, I I cared more about what people thought. about me than anything else. So I wanted people to think, Hey, this guy's a good Christian, man.
0: Well, that's it. You know, and to just give you guys some backstory, we were in life group together, you know, small group together. And I would have never thought any of this. I mean, you, you were always smiling, great attitude, always smiling. And I, and again, I know that, but I think it's important to, to even realize that so many people around us are just hurting and they put those fronts. And I know you guys know that, but there's just so many times that we just assume things are good. I mean, I just assume hey, things are great. Yeah. And then someone's like, "Did you hear what happened?" You know, and they're like you know, after the fact during the restoration side of this, which is what well, we'll we'll get into that story, but I think it's important to point that out like, man, people are hurting even with those masks and I and I'm so grateful that you're being honest right now about this because I yeah. think there's so many people out here that are going, "I'm just playing the game. I don't know if this is real. I don't know if God's real." But at this point, I got some social circle here it's going to be harder to leave than it is to
2: stay. Mm-hmm. So I'm just
0: going to play the game. Yeah. And, and eventually that wears down, right?
1: Yeah. You can only fake it for so long. Yeah. Right.
2: So that's why I got to that point of, I was waiting for him to, because I had built up so much resentment towards him. Yeah. Um, just, I just hated him. I, I, we, it's funny now people laugh, thank goodness, but I'm like, I wanted him to die um, because I would be the victim. I yeah. grew up in church and um, I knew that this is not the the kind of man I wanted for my kids. He was full of rage and just um, he, it was just rough. And so yeah. I was waiting for him to have an affair. So I would have the right, the, the Bible, yeah. right. You know, yeah. to, to go, Oh, I'm the victim. I'm out. But looking back on it, my heart my heart was so hard towards him and I d- was not showing him love. I was loving towards everyone else and I made um I believe uh-huh. the lies that I would be better off without without him. I married the wrong man. Um all those things. And yeah. so um that's where we were at the end is I was waiting for him to have an affair and he was waiting for me to file. Wow. And so we were coexisting. Um he Had Like he had said, he had no friends, and so his idea of, like, the best night ever is for him to go in our bedroom and watch a movie and me take the kids and leave. Um, He didn't want to be around us, and it was obvious, and, of course, I didn't want to be around him either. And so if I would put dinner on the table, I would put dinner on the table for him and the kids, and I would leave and go, like, drive through somewhere and just be – I mean, like, I couldn't stand to even be in the same room with him.
0: That's a lot of tension, guys, yeah, after the stress of work and kids and kids asking questions, and you throw this on top of that, it's like, yeah, you, when you're not one like that,
2: wow, yeah, and you wow. believe the lies of this will be better, my kids will be better off, not in this toxic relationship, and I understand that i'm I would be taking them away from their dad, and we'd have all the custody issues, but I will be much happier, I will have more joy in my heart towards yeah. my kids, and they won't be. listening to us fight. And I don't want my kids to marry someone like him. Yeah, Yeah. I don't want them to say that's, that's the kind of my daughter to say, that's the kind of man I want to marry because he wasn't physically abusive, but when he got angry, he would just shut everyone down.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, with, with the struggles that we had in our marriage, of course there was no intimacy there. Yeah. And so what did I turn to pornography? You know, that's something that I struggled with, still struggle with. I mean, um,
0: thank you for sharing that. That takes guts. I need to point that out because most guys wouldn't have just said that phrase right there. And there's a lot of guys listening to this that are that are afraid to share that and with their wife.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's true. I mean, I think when 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 there's struggles in the marriage, I I think, you know, in in her case, she wasn't trying to punish me. Mm -hmm. She just had no love. And so, you know, there's no intimacy, and you know, mm-hmm. as guys, I tell people like, women do not use sex as a weapon because, a, they'll go find it somewhere else, or b, they'll they'll get entangled in pornography. So, yeah. So God res- rescued us from that, man.
0: So, so what was the breaking? So, so can you bring it back to that breaking point, right? As it's like, okay, we're we're about to call it quits, but what was the? What was the turning point? Yeah, so let's get to the good part of the story cuz I'm watching us walk towards uh, this iceberg and I'm like I want to get past the Titanic. Yeah. So <laughs> so let's hear the good part now. Let's hear the hope beyond it.
2: Yeah, so I I had just built up this huge resentment towards him and I was actually scared of him. I was scared of him, but I don't how do how would you describe how you would respond to me?
1: Well, I I didn't care what she thought. And so everything that she would come to me with, I would immediately shut it down by saying, Mm. that's stupid. We're not going to do that. I didn't value her opinion at all. And so she wouldn't come and talk to me about anything. So
2: I was lying to him. Not even bad. Oh, this is a good example. I forgot about this, but I had hit a parked car Mm -hmm. and I lied to him and told him that someone hit me so he wouldn't yell at me. So he'd be so irate about somebody else that wasn't me. Mm. And so those kinds of things. I mean, just I would just lie about everything. And so I just, I told God, I said, I'm done. I am done. And so I opened my Bible. I think it was like 1 Corinthians 7, somewhere in there. And what God told me in those verses is, um, you divorce is not an option, and you are to be a believer in any situation I put you in. Mm. And I did. I said, "Oh shit! Like, what am I gonna do?" Yeah. So I went to him that day. Crap!
0: Now the word said it. Yeah, edit.
2: Sorry, but that's <laughs> what th- I'm just being real. That's what I said because I was okay. like, "That's not what I want to hear."
0: I have never said that word. That's the person I actually <laughs> heard that. I can't believe you. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Uh, <laughs> if you knew Alyssa, it's even funnier. Yeah,
0: I it's know, because like, she uh, doesn't, yeah, I she's don't, like, but Never. that's true. That don't was my heart. Some rainbows speaking. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. That was my heart.
2: I just couldn't, I was like, what am I going to do? And so I went to him, and you, you have to understand the context. In my mind, I go, how am I not going to resent him tomorrow? Mm. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. So I went to him, I was, we were standing in the kitchen, and I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for being so disrespectful to you, and divorce is not an option. That's what I said. Wow.
1: Yeah. So at, at that point, I mean, that, that's grace, right?
0: Yeah. So, so what were you like, how were you feeling at that moment before you like, were you embittered? Were you, were you walled up at that point or what? At like that before po- that.
1: at that point I was like, Oh crap, divorce isn't an option. I've got to do something to change, you know? And so I was like, well, I don't really know what to do. And then before I think she apologized and said that she had told me that, um, she had scheduled. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. I said, I scheduled, um, a marriage, um, counseling. A marriage counseling session with Joe and he freaked out, like completely freaked out. And I had lied. I lied to him and I said, Oh, I forgot to mention it's Thursday, <laughs> which I'd had it planned, but I just lied. Cause I was like, yeah. uh, here I am going to get in trouble anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you know, Perception is what I cared about, and so I didn't want anybody to know that we're going to marriage counseling Mm. because people will know that we're having struggles. And so I was, I was mad. I was so mad. But by the grace of God, I went. You went.
2: But I think too, it was like, no, you said he said, well, she's not. I mean, crud, she's not going to divorce me. So I have to, I have to do something. And so we went to see Joe. And um, he was like white knuckling the chair like he was getting so mad because Joe was was talking and praise God. I mean, I'm so surprised there was no affair on either side. Um, That's huge. It is huge. I mean, I was I would have I told I I say all the time I would have had emotional affair. if There was somebody there. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Because that's what I needed Mm. is someone to love me and adore me.
1: So so we sit down with Joe and he's like, all right, guys, tell me what's going on. And uh, Alyssa just sat there. I was like, dude, you're the one that brought us here. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> and so she did, and I just kind of laid it all out there and, and told Joe what was going on. You
0: just said everything?
1: Yeah, basically. Wow. And Joe Joe said, you know, Brian, you're not a bad guy. Um, Satan just has his foot on your throat and is keeping you from experiencing the life that God has intended you to have. And, uh, first of all, um, i never heard anybody say, Brian, you're not a bad guy. Wow. So,
0: and how old were you at that point? 40. So, for, you're not 40. You
2: weren't 40. Yeah, were I was.
0: Oh, yeah, I was 40. 40. No, I think you, were Listen, tra- you guys I'm, can't
1: fight. I'm, 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 I'm think just getting right. I'm, I'm
0: 43 right now.
1: <laughs> that was three years ago. Wow. So anyways, um,
0: she just thinks you look so much younger. I know. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a, what it that's is. A, See, yeah. I got your back. There.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, wow. he he said that, and um, and then he he proceeded to say, uh, I want you to come to this event that we have. It's next weekend. It's a men's retreat. It's uh, called Wild at Heart. It's a boot camp, and um, it's just a weekend that we go down to hunt Texas and. Um, and he goes, I think this is absolutely what you need to do. And I was like, oh, heck no. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, I didn't have any friends. Yeah. I didn't want to go hang out with a bunch of dudes I didn't know. Exactly. And share my feelings <laughs> with the group. That's not me. And so <laughs> you I Maybe mean, hold hands and prayer or something. Yeah, this k- is all weird. Kumbaya around the fire. <laughs> but anyways, I, I I said, no, I'm not going to do that. And then Joe just kept pushing and pushing. And I was getting mad.
2: I and was getting scared.
1: And then at, 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 I don't know what happened. it was totally God, but at, at, by the end of it, I was like, "Okay, I'll go." Mm. And so I did. Wow! And yeah. that that weekend changed my life.
0: Amazing! And then you came home, and the the journey to restoration really, really began, right?
1: Yeah. So. Has it been easy? No. <laughs> it's been fun though.
0: Yeah. Oh, I can see in your faces. I wish you guys. I wish this was videoed because I could see your faces. Uh, the joy in both of you like in the then the tears that come up, I love it because i I firmly believe there are so many men and women in the church that have believed the lies and and, and the list of rules, but they truly don't have life and so uh, what would you say to those couples like what would you say to the person who's who's listening who is embittered and scared what would you okay let's start here what would you say to the wife of the woman alyssa who who is who is feeling how you, how you felt?
2: Yeah. I would say, stop trying to control. I tried to control everything. I tried to do everything I could do and I just couldn't, it was just impossible. And so I feel like God can't help us until we get out of the way. And so for me, it was like, I was at the end of my rope and there was nothing left. My marriage was completely broken. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, that's when I said God I'm done. Like I finally let go. I mean, I've been praying that God I I pray that Brian will be the spiritual leader of our family. That's my desire, my deepest desire for our family. Um but it's like I had to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to control and let God work and like really let him work. Stop like I kind of think of it as a balloon. Like you have a helium balloon and you're like God there you go, and then you're like, "Oh wait, I'm gonna grab it and you take it back, and then yeah. you like release it and then grab it again." And it's just that constant battle of control. And so when I was truly done and over, that's where God stepped in and said, "Okay, let's let's work this out." That's awesome. what
0: I'm... Yeah, I love it. I th- that's what I think these ladies need need to hear. And for you, what would you say to the guy
1: that there's hope, man? There's it doesn't matter what you've done in your past or anything like that. It's got it. Like Alyssa said, if you just surrender your life to God, he will, he'll take care of you, man. And he can heal and restore anything regardless of the damage that has been done. Mm. So yeah, it's just, just continue to have faith and, and know that if you continue in that relationship or that walk with, with Christ, he's, he's got it.
0: Yeah. I kept seeing a pattern isolation. You were isolated. You believe the lies, you know, but then eventually when you turn around, I love that you said you went up and you said, I'm sorry. There's something beautiful. Those are two of the most powerful words we could say, whether it's to our spouse or our kids. So if you're out there and you're like, no, they're wrong. You know that he was wrong, Alyssa, as much as you stepped up and said, I'm sorry. Like that took a lot to be like, I'm going to say the first sorry. Like I'm going to be the real I'm going to take take the challenge and have the guts to say I'm sorry and really admit it. I think that's even that is pure strength to do that and not just let that fade. And then uh, it seemed like you kept saying, "Just drop your pride." Like even when you sat in the office with Joe, and you were like, "All right, I'm fine. I'll go eventually." Mm-hmm. You're like, "I just guess I don't have it all." So yeah, we just believe there's hope. Is there any, any last words you guys would share with people?
2: Yeah, I, I really think it's so important. At the end of the day, you got if you're if you're a Christian, like in my situation, I was raised in the church and, and I grew up with a ton of grace, mm. um, a total grace, family, church, everything. And so I really think it's important at the end of the day to be obedient. You have to do what God wants you to do and stop listening to your girlfriends or the world around you because they are going to lead you down the wrong path. And so mm. it's like you have to trust God over everything else and and then surrender Um, And so that's what, that's why I say, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to, how am I not going to resent him tomorrow? But walking out obedience, even when we don't want to, Mm -hmm. is, is really important.
1: Yeah. And for me, it was um, the complete surrender and then just learning about what, you know, Reading the Bible and studying, like not listening to what other people say, but what does God say about this? Yeah. And then just growing in my faith. So you know, I, I would consider that I've been a Christian now for three years um, because He truly saved me, and it was it, it it was a miracle, you know, to be where we where we were to where we are. There's nothing that can explain it other than just the love and mercy of God. Wow. So. And then and for guys especially is surround yourself with other other guys that can do life with you cuz man we're warriors and we need an army we can't fight on our own.
2: So. Yeah, so it was crazy cuz he went to boot camp and he was wearing a hoodie and he had it like pulled over his head the entire weekend didn't talk to anybody. Didn't talk to
1: anybody the whole weekend.
2: Hmm. And then go ahead. And
1: then got back from that that weekend where God had just moved in my heart and and um changed everything about me um came home um, and I was like man I was on a high and I was like I need to surround myself with a couple of guys that I can walk with so that I don't fall back into what the life that I was living before and so a couple of guys from that um uh, boot camp Jeff Carter and Royce Price I said, man, let's start, let's start a men's group. Um, let's get together once a month and just hold each other accountable and just do life together. And so they were, and uh, we, we started that. That was three years ago, and now we have you know anywhere from 40 to 50 guys that show up once a month.
0: That's incredible. Yeah, I love it. It's incredible. Guys, it's a beautiful story of redemption. I love it. This is what we're talking about. You know, If you've got questions for Alyssa or Brian, send us an email, info at knownlegacy.org. I will get them to them. Uh, Make sure you guys uh, just fight for your marriages. It's worth it. It's so much easy. It was hard. Yeah. But it's so much easier than putting ink on paper and and calling this quits. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. A hundred percent. Like, and I cry every time I say it, but I would do it all over again to have what we have now because it's something that I've dreamed about um, for our whole marriage and for that to actually happen is completely a God thing. I mean, when I go to Brian now, he is loving, and I really come up with some crazy ideas, y'all. <laughs> I mean, I really, like one time, I we knew a couple, and I we were going to sell our house, and I said I want, <laughs> I want to sell our house for the price that we paid for it, and not make you know like pretty much giving like the market here is crazy, so we could yeah. sell it for a lot more. And I'm like, I really want to <laughs> give it to them, like sell it to them for a low price, and. He just like holds by hand and he's like, you have such a sweet heart. Like that is so, that's such a sweet thought. We're not going to do that, but that's really awesome that you of you. Heart, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I think it was for, for me anyways, it's for, I, I didn't truly understand how much God loved us or loved me. So I wasn't able to love her. Mm. And so until you until you've experienced that love, yeah. you can't give it to other people. Yeah. Love it, so. man. And I
0: can see in your face, just like I said, you can, I wish you could see their faces. But, guys, this is a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing it today. Absolutely. So grateful to have you guys on the podcast. Yeah, so. thanks
1: for having us, man. It's been awesome.
0: Uh, check us out on uh, a Known Legacy Ministries on Facebook or Instagram, Known Legacy, our knownlegacy.org. Again, questions, comments, concerns, info at knownlegacy.org. Alyssa, Brian, thank you guys so much for being here today. Yeah. Thanks, awesome. Bill. You guys have a great day. Thanks for listening to Buy Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.